welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. My guest today is the owner of Engineered Growth Systems. His business helped entrepreneurs build scalable client acquisition systems. Chris has spent a decade as an engineer building high-volume manufacturing systems, a decade in the trenches doing sales, and over a decade in marketing. He says there are only three systems you need to have high-quality leads and sales consistently coming to you. Engineered marketing has worked with hundreds of clients and works across any and all traffic platforms. He's also completed an Ironman to raise money for cancer research after losing his dad to brain cancer. He's passionate about helping good people, building great businesses. Welcome, Chris Goegan. Hello and welcome, Chris. I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for allowing me to come on, Anke. Awesome. Why don't you tell people where you base and where you're from and what's your business? What do you do? Sure. I am in Orange County, California, but I, and I've been out here, gosh, 20, 20 some years. I'm originally from Canada. So you might pick up an A or an O in a boot or something like that. <laughs> My business is engineered growth systems. And I help people that, that are point A, where, wherever that is, and they want to get to point B, wherever that is. And they've tried a whole bunch of things and nothing's worked. I help them go from point A to point B with a heavy emphasis on the client acquisition systems. Okay. So now that is obviously something that is interesting to anybody who's going to listen to this. So what I would love to dive in before we dig deeper into that. It's a little bit of a trick question. Like that's, I would assume it's not what you started your professional career with. That's probably not what you wanted to be when you grew up. Not, not even close. Not <laughs> even close. So uh, where did you start then? You know, and I wish I could say it was by some like great design on my end, you know, where I am right now, but it was by sheer dumb luck in the hand of Providence. You know, it was, it was no, no great act on my part. I actually started off as an engineer. My degree is in engineering and I built manufacturing lines, Ford Motor Company. How I got into, engineer, into engineering, I was dating a girl in, in high school who had a crush on a guy that went to this one engineering school. So I said, okay, well, if you can go there, I, I can go there. And that incredible, like, like, like foresight and wisdom and thought, you know, and, and the, the, like what I did. So <laughs> when I was in engineering school, I always, I always had these recurring dreams and my roommates would laugh at me. I always had these recurring dreams that, that I was going off somewhere, some country, there's some rebellion or something like that going on. And I was going in and I was helping these people overcome and conquer this foe that they're facing. It was like always a similar dream, but different things. And, and then I had this, like this desire back then. It's like, you know, I'd love to just be able to turn on companies. I would just love to be able to turn on companies tied in like to the dream, but it was just nothing more than just a, a, a wonderful thought. I went to engineering school and, and uh, I was working for Ford Motor Company and, and I would always get thrown into the worst areas of the plant. I was the first guy that they They'd hired engineer in a long time. This is when they're turning their quality around. And I, had, I was doing the job of a full-time engineer by my junior year in college. And I get thrown in the worst area of the plant and say, Chris, make it better, you're fired. So that was, that was a little bit intim intimidating, but you know, I, I was very fortunate. I had some, uh, some people who were just really took me under their wing and like mentored me and taught me and showed me what to do. And that's where I fell in love with systems. Like I just mm. love systems. I've always had the engineering mindset of like, okay, here's the end goal. And we're going to break it down into steps and we're going to do step one, step two, step three, you know, we'll prioritize and then we'll just roll the steps out. 
and then we'll build like we'll, we'll measure what's important and then we'll build a dashboard so so we we, we can look at what's uh how we're, how we're doing on on those important things so this was you know what 30 years ago <laughs> you know I, I was doing this little did i know how how important that would be 30 years later you know i had no idea at the time and then i made another big life decision based off of a lot of brilliant thought I, I was uh, dating a girl in uh, in college, different than high school, and she lived in California, and I was in Canada. So it's like, all right, well, hey, you know what? Uh, Mid twenties, California seems great, and so I moved out, you know, moved out to California, and I, I was designing parts for some high tech engineering, international space station programs, and bicycle uh, parts, and other random stuff, and then I. Uh, I got tired of engineering and I just want to get into sales because this is actually a little bit more deeper thought than, than the other ones. This one, a friend who was making six times as much as I was um, as an engineer, I had a degree, he had no degree and he was waking, making way more money. And at the end of the day, he didn't have any stress. It was just like, so it's like, wait a minute, I, I don't get it. Why is he waking, making so much more money than, than I am? And I'm working so hard. And I've got stress and I can be called in on weekends and stuff like that. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. So he was in sales. So it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, sales has got to be, sales is a secret. That's, I got to, I got to get into sales. Mm -hmm. And right when that happened, strange series of events happened where I was an engineer. I'd won all these awards with this company I was at. And then I found myself, I, I got fired. It was mm -hmm. the strangest thing in the world. It's like, wait a minute. I, it, 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 people come down, it's like, Chris, I don't understand how that happened. It's like, I don't know either. And so there's only one direction I could go was forward. I think it's probably because I wanted to go forward, but it's too chicken to go forward. In fact, in fact, okay, I wish I knew you, you know, like, like 25 <laughs> years ago, because, you know, you with your, like your boldness and like, I wish I had that pushing me in the back to, to go forward rather than me trying to run around, like try to run back, <laughs> but the door's locked. And the only thing in front of me is a crack door. So, so I had to like kick down this crack door and go through. I was selling what I'd been doing as an engineer. So I had great technical knowledge but I stunk at sales and I would like, I was brutal. I couldn't get a customer, even though I was a great technician, I knew the product inside and out. And so I learned that it was more than just product knowledge. It's, mm -hmm. it's understanding people and it's understanding why people buy and how people buy. And I didn't understand, you know, this was 25 years ago. I didn't understand how important that would be 25 years later. I see so many people, like so many clients I work with, they're great technicians, they're great at what they do, but they don't understand the people part. They don't understand mm -hmm. why people buy and how people buy. When you understand that, it's like, oh, I get it. It's not about being doing the technical work. The selling of the thing is different than, than doing the, the technical work of the thing. I was awful at sales. I, I got fired from my first sales job because I came like way under quota. I, like I'm not even close to it. Although I put lowest sales score. <laughs> and one of those was more important. <laughs> you know? And I was also, and I also had like a, you know, a fear of people. So here I was, you know, an engineer, we didn't know, didn't know people. I couldn't sell and I had a fear of people <laughs> and I'm in sales, you know, yeah. like what an idiot. Yeah. but, uh, but anyhow, I had a guy that I think he felt sorry for me. He took me under his wing. Jeffrey Hansler, uh, you know, taught me how to sell, taught me, you know, why people buy, taught me, you know, um, persuasion influence negotiation, taught me a bunch of things. Uh, I made over a hundred thousand cold calls, hated all, but I think three of them. Cause I was always good. Once I had a customer, I was always good at keeping a customer. Yeah. I just wasn't good at getting a customer. And then when I started learning about people and why people buy, then the light bulb went off and Jeffrey said, Chris, you can walk into any industry and be a top performer in any industry when you understand this. And he was right. So, you know, I, I left there and then I was going to, uh, I was looking at buying a franchise and direct mail franchises. So, okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go in and I'm going to like try to figure this thing out first. 
before I wanted before I want to drop a lot of money on this franchise. And so so I went in and very quickly, you know, I was able to to get results and became they had 50 franchises, I think, I think around the country. And I was like highest ever first year sales of the company. And I was only there like eight months. And then I, I trained guys that, that smashed my records. Again, not not because I'm smart, because I'm not. I always say I'm a good learner, but I'm a slow learner. And so uh, instead of buying this franchise, I ended up looking at somebody and said, Chris, well, why would you why would you drop several hundred thousand dollars in this franchise? Why not just go out and look like, at yourself? Well, that makes sense. So then I got into, uh, so then I, I got into the, the consulting, uh, consulting world and we used to, I, I used to develop the, the, the plans for companies and then we would hire somebody in to roll out at this time, the internet was just coming out. And so AdWords was brand new and you know, SEO was brand new and nobody really knew about it. So we would contract that out and look at, look at the results. The engineer man said, wait, wait a minute, that, that doesn't look very good. So, so like all engineers do, they take things apart and they look at it, they examine it and they figure out how it works. Then they put it back together again. And um, so that's what I did. And then I, so I figured out how AdWords worked and did very well with that. And then along came Facebook and along came all these other things. Learned, learned all those pretty quickly because the interesting thing on okay, was that when you look at, not at the technical side of what you do, when you, and when you're not looking at the technical platforms, not looking at like well, Facebook or LinkedIn or Google or, or, or YouTube or video or email or this or webinars or that or all the things that people are plagued with today. When you step back and like, no, no, let's not look at that. Let's look at people. Mm-hmm. Who are we selling? What are we selling? Who are we selling to? You know, and how are we going to sell it to them? When you, when you look at those three things and when you keep in mind with like why people buy and how people buy, then it becomes very easy to use these platforms because you just take your message and you just bust your message up in smaller bite-sized pieces to, to attract them, gain their interest and amplify their, their, their attention, you know, like o- over time. So there's a long version of what I am filled with like tons of failures along the way and successes. And, you know, like contrary to the message today of like uh, 30 days to, to success, I was on the three decades to success program. I love that. I love that you sharing that. And it really illustrates what I think is true for everybody. Fine comes to a point where you find, you know, that engineering degree, boy, was that helpful, you know, and, and having been fired, oh, that was exactly the step. You know how when, it, when you come around full circle and you see how all the pieces actually fit quite nicely into that puzzle, but at the yep. time, obviously, you're not aware of that. I also love when you sort of abstract, when you go beyond the individual business and you'll, <laughs> you'll understand something that I've said often and people usually look at me as if I've lost the plot. When, when, when I basically started or left the program career to start a sewing business and then left the sewing to come back to tech people would say well how can you do so different things and I was thought you know what it's actually all the same <laughs> the actual process is identical it's just that the actual thing you're dealing with well in one hand the, the actual technical part is slightly different here you write some code and build a tool to help people streamline their work and here you kind of make a dress yeah but I mean the actual process is literally identical on that yeah. level of abstraction, when you look at the principles at how that flows and how the creation of it works, it's always the same. You yeah, know, that's it, why I love so much how you say, well, actually, when you take it away from the individual business and, and look at, okay, offering a service or a product, and there's people who this is for, what message do they need to hear at what point in order to decide whether this is for them or not? And that's always the same, no matter what you sell. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And so it's those principles that are so important. It's not the tactic, it's the principle. And, exactly. you know, from the hundreds of clients I've worked with, you know, um, the last couple of decades, you know, I, I can only think of two 
that didn't get a, a return. So, you know, if I do the math, that's what 99% success rate. It's not because I'm smart. I, I know I've got this magic, you know, bag of pixie dust. I wish I did, you know, cause it was so much easier. Um, I could have saved myself, you know, two, three decades of work, but, but it's like, it's like, no, it's like, there's principles, you know, and there's principles on like why people buy and how people buy and now how people buy online. And when you focus on the type of person, are they colds, are they warms, are they hots? You know, when you focus on the type of person you're selling to and what's important to them at that stage, in their life and you're giving them a mess relative to where they're at that's important to where they're at then it becomes so much easier and, and then and this, this process you know through step four and other that that you said it was i think is like so important was that you're looking at like like in your past how what you've done in the past greatly affects and, and can influence what you're doing right now and, and in the future because pretty much everybody I work with let's face it the internet's crowded these days you look at every every single space you you, you know you're in there's a lot of other people like selling similar type things. Like I, I grow and scale businesses, but everyone, a lot of people these days say that. It seems like everyone's saying that. But what I do, it's different is from my background. I have this mm -hmm. engineering approach, the combination of, my, of engineering and sales where I understand, you know, why people buy, how people buy, how people buy online. And then the engineering approach where I, I've got the systems to methodically build these systems to get leads and, and close leads and deliver on those leads. I've got these systems to do that. I'm now different. And mm -hmm. it's from my background. And everybody I work with, it's just like coaches, consultants, like work, I've worked in over hundred different industries. Let look, look around at you. How many other coaches are there? How, how many other consultants are there? How many other authors are there? How many other, you know, like people are, are, are there and what you do, there's like a million of them. Say, so, okay, now what's their message? It's all the same. Their message is all the same. I'm the best. We're the greatest. We're the fastest. We're the best. We're the best. <laughs> yeah. We're this. We're that. And, and when, when they sit there and they, they come out of themselves and just look at it objectively as, as far as like what is, they find that the message is all the same. So if it's all the same, how can your prospect know like who they want to work with? If it's the same message, they've got to look. It's like, ah, oh, I kind of think I like, I like the feel of this site or I like this colors or this purse, this picture. They seem like they're nice. Well, why leave all hard work up to them? You know, why not make it super simple for them? And your, your, and your background gives you those clues. And so when, when you can weave in what you've done from your background, you can paint a beautiful picture and have a beautiful solution and create a, you know, a beautiful you know, future for yourself. Yeah. I think that is your magical fairy dust, really, that, that combination that is unique. You know, you can always see the people who find that and really share that. Yeah, that's that's what makes it different. And all of a sudden, it's it's literally well, yeah, you, you're unique. There's nobody else who has that background. I wish I had two things when I started this journey after I left engineering. You know, 25 years ago, whatever. I wish I had two things. I wish I had you to push me forward and give me the confidence that hey, you want know you do this. And two. I, I wish I had present me to say, this, Hey, you'll be right. Yeah. All these weird things you're doing that it's just, you'll look back and yes. think this is precisely what you need. <laughs> yeah. Right. And see so, one, something yeah. you, you said here, something else that I found really fascinating and a hundred thousand sales calls. And I actually enjoyed three of them. Mm -hmm. Right. I think not being afraid of being a learner, being a newbie and going through that, you know, the learning phase isn't always comfortable. Because it isn't nice when you kind of feel you're not really good at something and you don't know what you're doing. And it's like, I remember the first time I heard that distinction between learning and actually having a skill using the example of swimming. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the learning bit when you swallow water or, you know, <laughs> when you don't yeah, really yeah. get, you paddle like crazy and don't really get anywhere. That wasn't much fun. 
knowing how to swim is wonderful, you know, and I think it's that same thing, like the actual process of getting to that level of mastery where it becomes effortless. That's not always easy and that's not always fun, but it's necessary. You can't skip it. It is. And you can't teach that in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You can't have success overnight because there is a mastery involved with whatever you're doing. It's so important to do the work, you know, where you're at. It's interesting because like, I didn't like, I love people, but I didn't like like sales and I didn't like the, the cold calling, you know, mm. of it, but I did it because I could get back into, into engineering. I tried. It's like, well, how come I, I'm banging on these, on these locked doors. Let me in, let me in. So, so I couldn't go back, but which thank God I, I didn't because I would be like trapped, you know, like, like a lower paying job where it was, but I always too, I always had this other part of me believed it's like, you know what, Chris, if you can get through this, mm-hmm. there's something much bigger for you. Yeah. Like if you can just get through this, right. You know, this thing in front of you right now, if you can get through that, persevere and things open up over time and solutions make themselves, they, they, they become visible. It's like if this, there's something so much bigger, you know, waiting for you. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's a, such an important point. Like there are skills worth investing that time and that effort, that effort to it. I think you said something else earlier that, that I'm like, oh boy, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people need to hear this, especially the people who take a creative passion and want to turn that into a business. Because quite often, and I have, I was guilty as charged when I started, the idea of turning that into a business comes out of that thinking, oh, this is my happy place. If I could just sew all day, every day, my life would be heaven. So, and the idea of how can I get to to sew all day or, you know, make jewelry or whatever the thing is, but I want to do my happy thing all day, every day. So I turn it into a business and then I get to do this all day, every day. And little do you realize that all of a sudden your thing is just becoming an annoyingly small part of it all, because all of a sudden you need to learn about marketing. You need to learn about sales. You need to learn about finances. You need to learn about tech. You need to learn about a lot of things that are part of running a business that people often don't want to know about it. Let's just outsource it, right? (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah, and, and if you outsource it, great, but you got to know like, like what the heck you're outsourcing. Yeah. You know, you're not the expert love, in. Love it. Yeah. 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 You, you have to still happen the ship and not outsource important things, you know, and that's just like, you know, my, my friend, private client, Michael Gerber, he wrote the book, The E-Myth. Everybody on the planet should read that book. The, the biggest problem is that it, the entrepreneurial myth is good at what they do, that the creative side, you know, they're, they're good at the doing of the thing. They think that they understand that, that they understand the business that, that does a creative thing. So when you go from doing the technical work and, and be, having that, that creative side, now you got to learn marketing and selling of it and finance. And all of a sudden you're like, I have no idea like what I'm doing. And so then a lot of people, they just end up hopping around. They, they get on email lists, they read some article or have, you know, see some video or some blog posts of some guy that did this thing. And then 30 days, $30 million richer or two days, you know, $2,000 in two days and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I hear about all these overnight successes. And I've seen overnight successes. I've been involved in overnight successes, but what, what nobody sees is they don't see how many nights it took to get to that one overnight, you know? Yep. And, and a lot of times it's a lot of, it's a lot of over, not 30, 60, 90 days. It's, it's wild. And it never goes as fast as people want. And it's never as, as easy or straight lined as, as people think. A big part of that is, is because they're looking at the wrong thing. But when people are just stuck in the tactics, it reminds me like in, in Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, it's, there's this one thing like I love. He says, see the young woman who loves baking pies, 
see the young woman start a, a pie baking business, see the young woman grow old. That like happens with so many people. They, they, they're good at what they do. They love it. They start a business and they, they don't figure it out and they get old, frustrated, irritated, bothered, like stuff like that. And so it's like, get out of the tactics, focus on people, focus on why people buy, how people, how, and how yeah. people buy. That makes so much sense. And you can't outsource something that doesn't exist yet. I actually did a video recently, like, yeah, you can't outsource a system that doesn't exist yet, that hasn't been created yet. And I always call it fear-based outsourcing. And that's, that never works when, never. when it's about never. avoid, when you just, oh, I just, you know, you have it with tech all the time, you know, it's like, oh, I just want somebody else to do it. That's not the place to outsource from. I, yeah, definitely. You were mentioning a program that you guide clients through, and I would love you to talk a little bit about that because I know that this is relevant to anybody who listens to this podcast. Who is it for and what do you help them achieve? So when private clients hire me. They're point A and they want to get to point B and they tried a lot of things. They couldn't get there. They hire me, got a message, but they just, Chris, if I could get this message in front of them, we'd do well because our clients love us. That's the common thing that, that, that we're, in fact, it's like, you know what, Chris, we're good at what we do. We're the best at what we do. So I developed, you know, over the last three decades, you know, I developed the system mm-hmm. for what I do, how I, I build things out. And now I'm going to give you the very unsexy version of this. It's just like, this would be like a giant buzzkill for a lot of people, but it's like, this is what I tell people. It's like, look, I want you to think longer term. Don't think 30 days. So it takes about three months. This is what I found from working with a lot of very successful businesses. It takes three months to build your core foundation. You spend the rest of the year fine tuning it. And then that first year you'll see growth, you know, 25 to 100% growth. It, you know, depends on what you're doing, depends on the market, depends on a bunch of things, but spend the rest of your fine tuning it. And somewhere year one, year two, you hit this inflection point. Malcolm Gladwell would probably call that the tipping point where you've got a good return. And then you can real, then you can become the overnight success. But that's why I say focus on two years, three months to build a foundation, the rest of the year to fine tune it, to hit, and then you hit that tipping point, and then you uh, have this rapid expansion and growth period. So I took what I did with clients one on one. I said, you know what? It's the exact same thing I've done with every single client. It's the same process. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, why don't I take that and just make it available to people that can't afford the, the high end services that, that I provide? So it's a, uh, it's a done with you program. We work together and over a three month period, we build client acquisition systems. We build the systems for there's two types of prospects, cold, warms, and hots. We mm-hmm. build the systems for the, like for those. We do it together. It's a small group. Um, it's, it's uh, of other business owners who are determined to grow and we implement. We're not, it's not theory. We're just, mm-hmm. we're going over theory, but we're, but we're actually implementing and you get done and you've got your system created you know, for it. I created that and then had people going through it and got wonderful feedback on it. And again, it's, it's what I do. That's, that's work. It's not theory, it's got nothing to do with what's going on or latest taf- traffic technique or whatever the latest thing gadget gizmo. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. And people are just like, really like, they're like, Oh, this is not what I thought marketing was. They all want to mm-hmm. know what's the magic thing or like, how does this really work? Or what are the keys to unlock the kingdom? It's like, it's stuff that you probably heard a lot of this before, and it's, it's not very sexy. It can be very boring, but the results are incredibly sexy. Like the, the results are, are amazing, but you got to do the hard work, <laughs> you know. And, and also, like, I think, safe from, oh, Facebook Messenger is no longer the latest thing. You know, now all of a sudden, oh, it's TikTok and tomorrow it's something else. When you work on that level of principle, that that's what I love about what you talk about. When you work on that level of principle, none of that matters. You adopt the tools that are available at the time and you don't care if they change. Yep. And it's like on the principles. So what I found from my decade in sales, there's three types of prospects. That's it. No more, no less. There's colds, there's warms, 
and there's hots. The colds have no problem. You don't do anything with them. You know, unless you're in a small market and you got to define, you got to, colds have no problem. Warms, warms have a problem. They're trying to figure out if you want to like solve it or not. If you want to invest time, money, and energy to solve it. And they're, they're looking at possible solutions for it. Hots, hots got a problem that they want to get rid of right now. And they're looking for the best solution to buy. So if we build a system for colds, for warms, for hots, you're done. Like you're done. That's it. Now, are those people, did I talk about Facebook Messenger or Clubhouse or, or, or Facebook or LinkedIn or Google or Bing or did I mention any of those things? Nope. None of those things have ever bought anything from me or my clients. Facebook. <laughs> you Chris from Facebook. It's like, it's the other way around. They take my money. No, but it's people, right? It's people. So if we just focus, just focus on people, cold, warms, hots, focus on them. Then we can use any traffic source that's out there. New, old, doesn't matter. The latest, greatest, because we've got our system in place. And all we do is we just do cold outreach to attract those people. And we've, and we've got our systems in place to warm the worms for their hots and close the hots. Yeah. I mean, so, that makes so much sense because, see, right there, you've taken out all the awkwardness out of sales, right? Because it only ever gets awkward when you put a message that is really perfect for somebody who's in that hot bucket and you yep. shove it in front of somebody who's in the, in the, in the cold bucket and they go, what? <laughs> See, that to me, bad salesmanship. It, oh, it's, hell yeah, yeah. You, that's common. We want to sell, sell something that somebody doesn't want. You know, we want to make, all we want to do is we want to make buying easy. And exactly. there's a lack of trust out there. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Rightly I people, so. Yeah, like around the world. And it's just like, you look at, you know, in Spain, versus California, versus Australia, versus UK. It's like, there's a lack of trust everywhere. Like people don't trust the media, they don't trust the messages. They just like, why don't we just like build trust with people? Mm -hmm. And we build trust by educating people, educate them. You know, and the ones, the ones that are, that are warm, they're gonna wanna know more. You know, and the ones that are hot, they're gonna wanna talk with you. You know, but yeah. we use education-based marketing to build trust. And then if you can help them, naturally they'll become, you know, customer or client. If you're acting out of integrity. So use education, build trust and build these systems. And life is so much simpler. I know. And we love simple. <laughs> it takes work though. It takes work. You know, that's so true. It's not, yeah. yeah. I think Dove, Dove Gordon kind of, he, ha he has this, you know, the three phases when you initially you oversimplify and you overcomplicate. And then he, he talks about something like on the far side of simplicity or on the other side of, you know, that's when you get these, this the true simplicity, but that only comes after all the other stuff. You can't go, you can't skip the steps and go straight to the smooth streamlined simplicity. You know, we yeah. all wish we could. <laughs> I wish we could. Yeah. So with this, you know, we're able to take years out and just condense it in and do, but you're not going to get, you're not going to have 30 days to, to riches. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's, and I love that transparency of it. I think people are so worried that people won't buy if, if you don't sell something that's easy and guaranteed and, you know, <laughs> but then you, you sort of mess with people's expectations. And in the end, I'm much more in line with you in a sense, I'd rather be transparent and say, okay, this is what's involved, you know, and this is what you can get, but then you know, they're going to get it. Right. So that makes so much sense. I heard somebody say a long time ago, it's like, so before you're married, it's, it's called courting. You know, we're going to have this, we're going to have that. We're going to be successful. We're going to live there. We're going to drive there. We're going to take these vacations. So, so when you're dating, they call that courting. When you're married, they call that lying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and then the, uh, the marketing space, it's the education space. It's greatly broken because when you're on this side of a sales page or, you know, reading these, these, these great promises, it's like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to get rich. And then you buy it. And then it's just like, 
you know, 30 days later, you're still in the same spot, you know, except for your bank account's a little bit shorter. Every single one of my clients has blown at least $26,000 on their marketing education, you know, until they realize that, you know what, this is a lot, a lot of this is smoke and mirrors. There's more to it. And there's some things that I'm missing. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing we need trust and transparency, you know, in sales and tech everywhere. So where can, where can people go and find out about the program, about your work, about you? What's the best place to get in touch with you? Yeah. Yeah. So on my website, there's, there's a lot of uh, great things there. This program I talked about, you, you can go, I think it's, it's under chrisgoegan.com. It's G-O-E-G-A-N.com, Chris, C-H-R-I-S. And then it's slash growth is that program, but I wouldn't start there. I would start with, with just some like free training I have on three systems. I, I talked about system for cold, warms, hots. I, I go over, I, I educate. There's no pitch on it. There's no fluff, no hype. That's chrisgoegan.com forward slash three. The number three dash. Mm-hmm. So chrisquigan.com forward slash three dash systems. Go there, check that out. I've got, uh, I've got some other resources that, you know, you can poke around and find, but that's where I would start. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. There's plenty of gold in here and I love the no fluff, no bullshit. It's just so needed. And I'm glad you're there to help people with that. Thank you so thank much you. for coming. Wait, wait, can I have one last thing? Oh, of course. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Now the other thing I want to do too is like, I am so amazed with your background. Oh. That, that if somebody is like, I kind of want to do this, or I kind of want to get a business going, or I've been doing this for so long, I'm really good at it, man, I would have them talk to you. It's like your story with, you know, about growing up in communist East Berlin. And then how, when the doors opened, how you just like went after things and you moved to Australia and got in industries you knew nothing about and just boldly went into these things, man, I think that is such a gift and talent of yours. I know you're incredibly amazing on the technical side you know, as well on things on the logistical side. But man, if someone's like kind of like struggling with, but should I really do this or shouldn't do it? Talk to Anke. Oh yeah, in case of doubt, go for it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's so true because I always think like, what's the worst thing that can happen? That's the thing, right? And I always think it's much worse 10 years, 20 years down the line, looking back and, oh, I wish I'd done this, but it's too late now. I think that for me is much worse than having a go at something. And if it doesn't work out, well, fine. And, you know, then it's not a one-way ticket and you just go backtrack and do something else. It's always worth, in case of doubt, try it out. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was a fascinating conversation and I'm so glad to have had you as a guest. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to be here and share. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave a review to help others find it. If you are a coach, speaker or author, a passionate big picture thinker with a vision and you want to build an online business to reach and impact more people, go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and download a free copy of my book, Taming the Tech Monster. And join my free community, Don't Just Learn, Create, Business Building for Mavericks to connect with others on the same path. That's passionbusinesspodcast.com. I'll speak to you soon.